Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live from the Mile High Sports Studios in beautiful downtown Denver, Colorado, it's the final word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez, featuring Dangerous Bob Ellis in the... And good morning, Colorado Joe Rico. <laughs> Alex Ramirez here, and Dangerous Bob Ellis has been cut off. The Tonight Show just they, cut. Hey, I think that something's wrong with our orchestra, man. Have they just walked out? Are they on strike? They're out of the building. Hey, but, by the way, all those thanks VIP to Dangerous Bob Ellis. Too many. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Joe Rico, Alex Ramirez here at the Final Word, thirteen forty a.m. one hundred four seven FM. Good morning to everybody. Alex, good morning to you. Good buddy. morning to you. How are you, bud? Well, man, I couldn't be better. One. I don't work for the coaching staff at the University of Colorado, yeah. who is going to be in for some long days under Mel Tucker. Well, Joe, you got to look at that loss last night at UCLA. It was it? Uh, was it was the former Notre Dame guy, um, Chip Kelly, right? Oh, it was Chip Kelly. Yeah, it wasn't Chip Notre Kelly. Dame. He coached at Oregon, but he did also coach at Notre Dame. No, not as the head. Chip post. Kelly? No, he's never been the That's head. That's Brian post. Kelly. Brian yeah, Kelly. Excuse Brian me. Kelly. I apologize about that. Uh, you're, you're right, Joe. You, uh, what are you going to do? I mean, these are not his guys. Uh, the score at halftime was 17-7 after two uh, real close field well, goals. Let me say Stephano, this. Stefano, hold on. This is if you want to dive into that, let's dive into that. I mean, that's that that, that could have changed the dynamic of halftime. No, the point is though, these aren't his players, but he's still the head coach, and you know he's been given Stephen Montez a far greater leash, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, what happens to developing the younger kids on the roster? Stephen Montez won't be here next year, and I understand these aren't his guys, but it's unfair when Stephen Montez is unproductive right. for these other kids not to be given an opportunity. And Mel Tucker has sat on this guy far too long. I would have already made a change at the quarterback position. You and I both love Steven. Great kid. But he's not growing as a quarterback. No, he's he's, he's going backwards. He looked he looked hurt last night too, Joey. How was he was playing? He was always limping off the field. Well, he, he could was, be. He was kind of like just kind of going. He wasn't really showing that. Oh, we got Ted? Is it Ted? I believe we Ted, have donuts. Ted brought in the donuts. You talk about a very sophisticated delivery guy, Did he man. bring the this orange juice? Wow, he has brought a law book, and he law has book. brought Oh, man, we're getting down and dirty today. Hopefully, fritters. we can talk a little oh, bit God, about Proposition DD coming up. going to be very, very jealous, and we will talk a little about Joe, let me finish DD. my take on Stephen Montez. Right, go ahead. So the kid, you know, he had all these camps last summer. He was at the Peyton Manning Academy and, mm-hmm. you know, the top 20 quarterbacks sure. in the nation deal, whatever. Maxwell watch list. Maxwell watch list all over the place. And you know what? I, I, I'm not pinning it on, on Steven Montez. I'm really not. It's not his fault. He's had four offensive coordinators in his entire career when it comes to, you know, trying to, uh, you know, get right or get, you know, some kind of cohesiveness with his system. And he hasn't had that. So you can't pin it on him. And you're always constantly trying to change the philosophy behind the offense and Steven Montez, he is a big quarterback. He will play at the next level. He may not no, be. He, he won't. I believe he, won't. he will, Joey. He needs an opportunity. Uh, maybe he, in the arena league he, or maybe in, no, in some I disagree, other kind I disagree. Of he will get a, an invite to a camp. 
All right, and he's going to go out there and he's well, going to show what he can do. Getting an invite and playing at the well, next level. Are guess different. what? The, the the two quarterbacks that are playing today have a lot in common with me, you, and Ted She and Jacob. What is that, guys? You know what? You guys haven't thrown an NFL pass in a regular season game, and neither has Stephen Montez. So how can you I say mean, that, Joey? Come on, look at his performance. His performance does not indicate. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year, I would have said Stephen Montez would have been a fifth or sixth round pick. And he had a chance to play himself okay. into a. But we're not going to say it's all Stephen Montez's he's fault. Well, hold on. He does control his play. I mean, he is out on the field. He is responsible for his play, and it's been terrible. I mean, let's face it. If it'd been good, it'd be different. They're not losing these games by three points. They got their butt kicked yesterday. It was thirty-seven to fourteen. Hey, enough about CU. Big fight night. Wow. UFC. Incredible. Controversial. Think so? With a cut doctor. Well, we'll talk to Todd Romero about that in a little bit. Yep. And then the fight between Canelo and Kovalev, a classic in some people's minds, an 11th round knockout. Your thoughts on the on the uh, uh, Canelo fight? Well, Canelo Alvarez had to go up 15 pounds, two weight classes, and, you know, and I'll say his, his record now is 75 50, pounds. 53, 1, 2, and 36 KOs. He becomes the fourth. Mexican boxer, Joey, to win world titles in four different divisions, joining Hall of Famer Eric Morales, as well as Juan, well, uh, Juan Manuel Marquez that fought mm -hmm. Mike Alvarado, right. who never fought after that, by the way, mm -hmm. and uh, Jorge Arce. So Canelo moved up 15 pounds to take mm -hmm. that fight. And here's my thing about last night. It's not necessarily about the fight. It's about the production. You know, I was really, I was geeked up about the whole Dyson thing. You know, I've right. I've watched fights in the past and I've seen it. And God bless Lauren Gardner, by the way. She did great last night. She was, awesome. she was awesome. But the the boxing part of it last night, uh, they had to take a, an hour. They waited an hour. I don't know if you saw that, Jacob. You saw that, Jacob. If you can comment on that as well. They were waiting an hour. Right. Kovalov and uh, uh, Canelo were sitting in the locker room and they had the camera on these guys forever on Dyson. You know, oh, uh, well, we're waiting. We're almost done. We're almost done. They we're, were waiting, we're for, waiting the for the MMA, MMA fight. fight. When has ever MMA ever taken uh, the front seat of boxing? Because that mm -hmm. was ridiculous last night. And Dazen, if they're going to be the king of boxing when it comes to these non-pay-per-view fights, so you got to get the application on, which I did, and I rigged, and I put it on my laptop, and I streamed it through my HDMI cord. Jacob, you know how you do that? Oh, your yeah. thoughts on that, Jacob? It was pretty ridiculous, right? Yeah, I mean, the only the reason I think it, it happened was because the Mazdaval-Diaz fight was was a much bigger fight, I think. In my opinion, right. I, I just just because Canelo is a big name doesn't mean the fight was as hyped as the Mazdaval and the Diaz fight. I think that's the only reason, because right. it was such a... It was the BMF belt. Everybody wanted to see that fight. Well, not only that, to, to Dana White and UFC's credit, I mean, they have made their product uh, an outstanding product to watch, and I think they're on equal levels no question. with boxing now, and I don't think that was the case 15 or 20 years ago. I think boxing was well ahead, but as you and I, having covered more MMA Can and you boxing just, than real quick, anybody, Joe, well, Hold on, hold on. Let me I get, just I get, finish, I get, I get it. We've covered more UFC and MMA boxing and in Colorado than anybody in, right. in sports. Sure. When you look at it that way, look at the growth of MMA in general. And we'll talk to Todd Romero. He's good friends with Grant Neal. He did the call for Jeff Cisneros. Mm -hmm. Todd knows this scene as well as we do. Right. It's grown, dude. MMA is right. Grown. But I mean, if you, if you look at the production last night and I will say it again, Dazen, you know, I'm really disappointed with you guys when you, we got a call. Yeah, we have Bronco Jenny. We got Bronco man. Jenny. Real quick. Hey, let me, hey, let me we haven't Joey, gotten to the Joey, let me go finish ahead. my take real quick ahead, on this. Dazen, did not do a great job in no. of the production last night, and they they could have, you know, they kept going back to the boxers and back and forth and in the ring announcing. But 
you can't fill up so much time. At the end of the day, someone, hour, someone who is at a party, you're at a big watch party, you don't want to oh, yeah. see that. And what are they waiting for? The crowd are saying, boo, what? boo, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about, Jacob. Right. And, and, and they were upset. And it pisses me off that, and I'm not saying Dana White doesn't have a great product because he doesn't. It might be the best, most polished product when it comes to the fight game. But boxing last night, what was happening? It was it was a historical event, and it was done, and it, and it was captured, and it it was downsized because of the so it had MMA a lot fight. To be desired. Yes, and, I mean and, for the and, people who pay. And doesn't turn the fight. lights on when you're at the MG, uh, right. MGM Sports. Did you right. not notice that, Jacob? It looked dark. It looked like the forum, yeah. how they turned down the lights. Well, we've been there. We, we, we've we been were there, there right we there, there, Joey. Pacquiao Mayweather. So when the lights the are lights up and it's going, that. it adds more production, it adds a background to it. Service? I was disappointed with Dazen last night. Right. Maybe Dazen needs to pay the power bill. Bronco Jenny, what's going on? And let's get, welcome in hey, Bronco Jenny. How are Jenny. you guys? Hey, we're doing well. And Jenny, you're going to the game today. Uh, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? <laughs> Sometimes I wonder it, but I have to go see him and... Hopefully there's not a lot of no shows, but I have a feeling there may be. But well, let me we'll say see. this. Let me say this, Bronco Jenny. First of all, thank you for always calling us. This is a sure. game you're starting Brandon Allen, so I think a lot of people will go out there just to see what the Broncos have in Brandon Allen. It's a it's almost a marketing yeah. ploy. But let's face it, yeah. everybody who watches this team knows they're not going anywhere this year. No. And frankly, no. if you're a fan of the team, as 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 sad as this sounds from a journalist aspect, you want to get a top five or top 10 pick and try and get another impact player. This is a great year for quarterbacks. So I think yeah. it's more important the Broncos get Drew Locke on the field as soon I as possible agree. to see what they yep. have in them. And I'm already into 2020 because for me, 2019 is over, Jenny. I agree. I agree. And I think you do have to get Locke on the field to see exactly what you have. I mean, nothing will help Locke more than to get in-game experience. And you have to get him that now with Flacco being on IR. Bronco, Jenny, uh, last one from us because we have a packed show this morning, but you're going down to the uh, the tailgate, uh, the Los Dos Potrillos tailgate. Make sure I you am. Yeah, make sure you stop by Lot J. Yeah, all right. They're going to be the, all the uh, Los Dos Potrillos team will be out there. Uh, we unfortunately we're not. We just got the late notification. We didn't get everything, all the information dialed in. But go down there. They're going to be taking care of everybody. They're calling it the Fuel Up location. So go get your tacos. Award-winning, back-to-back, top tacos. They're going to have some of their uh, amazing beers from the Los Dos Parker location, which you live very close to. So go down there, snap some pictures with the guys, and have a great time. Your prediction on the okay. on the Broncos game today, Bronco Jenny? Um, you know, I think it's... it's uh, I think it's going to be low scoring. I hope Brandon Allen can come out and show that he does have something. But I think Denver will win by a field goal, maybe 13 to 10, something All like right. that. You have got a lot of faith, Bronco Jenny. That's why we love you. You're a diehard. <laughs> I'll give you they that. They can be 0-15, Joey. Hey, She'll still I, take the Broncos. I, I'm not sure I about that. No, I, that. Bronco Jenny. I would. Yeah. All right, Jenny. I like it. I, I like it. Well, I'll tell you what. If the Broncos do win, I agree. It will have to be that kind of a game. I don't yeah. see the Bronco offense doing a whole lot. But, hey, you know, I don't know. Brandon Allen, you know, nobody knows. This is his opportunity mm -hmm. to shine, so I wish him the best. 
just the history of guys drafting. Joe, how many passes have you thrown in the NFL? Uh, as many as Brandon Allen. And how about the backup? Uh, as many as Brett Rippon. Okay. I like Brett I think Rippen Ted better. might have thrown. I, here's Ted? what I'm hope. I'm selfishly hoping, Jenny, that Brett Rippon yeah. gets in this game because that's kind of the I, guy. I, like, I, I, was like, I liked him, Jenny. I was it surprised. Would not be bad. Yeah, I was surprised he was actually on the on the practice. He, no one was claiming him off, you know? Right. Like a, you know, I, yeah. a Schloder, you know, some a player like yeah. that. Ted, well, yeah, your, your thoughts sure on the Broncos quarterback? Uh, hold, 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 hold on, hold on. Let's bring in our legal yeah, analyst, yes, yes. Ted C. Hold on. I mean, let's. He just looks at us hey, like, Ted, how are you, buddy? I'm great. Hey, Good morning. Everybody automatically knows who the guy is immediately. <laughs> hey, uh, Jenny, thanks so much for the call. We'll, we'll no talk to you. Say, say hello to everybody at Los Dos, all right? Yeah, and let's go Little Broncos. Let's hope they win. Go Broncos. Let's bring in now our legal analyst, Ted C. Ted, who has been with us now for just about three years. First of all, good morning to you. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Well, we're great. And Alex, now go ahead. Hit him up Joe, you're eating, you're eating, eating one of those lovely predator. donuts yes, that I he am, just man. brought you. No, I'm destroying it. Broadcasting, I mean, I'm not eating hey, it. Hey, broadcasting 101, it. you can't eat while you, uh, you know. You're I'm breaking about, the rules. Right, we're breaking, breaking the rules. rules Ted, good morning to you, sir. Uh, my question, I was uh, I was actually uh, referring to Bronco Jenny, and we're going to dive into you a lot later. And uh, uh, But your thoughts on the Broncos? Uh, an experience, I guess you want to say, because there is no experience. All of us have more experience. And then what's well, going on today, right? Yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm not thinking about the quarterback okay. so much as I, you know, early on we were really concerned about the depth of the team. Sure. And, you know, defensively, they've been pretty good. If you think about it, all of the injuries they've had on the defense, you know, they lost Chubb. They never, we've never had Callahan, right? Right. We've lost linebackers left and right. And they're still playing pretty good. So that's good news. So um, that's my half cup full thing. And the uh, offense? Well, I haven't finished yet. <laughs> on the defensive side, the bummer is that you got a lot of guys coming up on contracts. Yep. Simmons, Parks, Chris, Chris Harris, Harris, obviously. Yep. You know, and so I'm not sure what this team looks like. I think Shelby Harris is also expiring, isn't he? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, sure so I don't know. Uh, on the offense, you know, we're going to see Tim Patrick, see how he does today. Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton has cer- certainly stepped up. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton has disappeared. Noah Fant is uh, is a big question mark. Got to have someone to throw the ball to these guys. All right? <laughs> well, by Wright. the way, hold on. A quick stat on Noah Fant. As badly as he's played, he is now third in Broncos history for tight ends in a rookie season with 20 catches behind only Riley Odoms and Orson Mobley, a couple guys who were p- fairly good tight ends. I think that I'm willing to give a guy who's played all of eight NFL games a lot more leeway than some of these other guys that I think are bigger question marks. And my biggest question mark is the offensive line guys. I mean, if you look at Garrett Bowles, to me, he is the epitome of what this team has been about over the last three years because you're letting that kind of guy on the field, and that says a lot about the level of talent. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, I've defended Elway. I thought that we should be in stability mode. And I've now come to where my wife was. It's time go. to burn the general manager house Did you have to sing down. the song? <laughs> I did. You did. <laughs> I agree. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jacob's pointing us right now. We got to get out of here. Joey, you're right. Uh, w- real quick, how's the show looking? Well, unbelievable as always. Of course, we'll start with Colorado's best leadoff man, Todd Romero. He'll be coming at you in about five minutes. Back on TV. Follow that with the best fantasy football segment. Don't worry about anybody else's advice. Sit down around 1030 every Sunday morning. Jacob, myself, and Alex, we got you covered. Another nine big-time studs who are going to help you to victory. Playoffs approaching. Alex, it goes without mentioning. It was a tough battle between the Aztecs and the Superstars, but the Denver Dynamite 
did take out the Aztecs, Jacob, just to let everybody know. Whatever. It wasn't close. Whatever. Anyway, hey, and then at 1040 or 1050, we'll have our man, uh, Dr. Stano. He'll be on to tell everybody. Four in a row. Avalanche have lost four in a row. Well, it's true. And they've also lost two of their best players. So I think that coincides. Insights with the losing streak. We'll get Stano's opinion on how the it's early show that you know the Stanley Cup doesn't start till June next year. Hey man, there's a lot of games to be played yet. Right now, how the Avalanche can survive this stretch. We'll talk to Stano, and then of course a guy very special and dear to you, one of your mentors, Tony Zarella, one of the Colorado broadcasters I always listened to and watched on Channel Seven. Yep, Uh, he's out in Cleveland. He's out in Cleveland. Channel Nineteen. W O I O. Sports director. I used right. to intern for this guy, Ted, about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Our first broadcasting gig ever. Remember uh, Tony, Tony Zarella? Yeah. Channel 7. Yeah. Channel yeah. 7, Channel yeah. 9. He went yeah. to Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. he's, he's in, Cleveland. in Cleveland. Yeah, he did he, the LeBron James show, for he, goodness sake. He sure did. He's the big dog, and uh, he's going to come out and preview the Broncos-Browns sure. uh, the Broncos uh, Browns Browns, game. Right. He's like the Mike Kliss out there, Joey. Well, and, and as disappointing as maybe we think the Broncos have been, hey, the Broncos weren't supposed to do anything. I think the Cleveland Browns are the most disappointing team in football How hot year. is Kitchen's uh, seat? Oh, he's done. I mean, Freddie Kitchen has already... Let me tell you how hot it is. He's soliciting other jobs, and maybe not even in football. He may work at Domino's next year. You know, two year. and five know. against two and six today. Wow. Uh, I mean, if the Bron- if the Browns do lose to the Broncos and fall to two and six, I think that that pretty much, you know, signifies ownership in Cleveland as looking for a new guy. At eleven uh, fifteen, we'll have Jack Stern. He'll talk about college football for us. Big game: Georgia beating Florida. That puts number six Georgia right back in the conversation. So we'll see whether they can get into the national championship, Alabama, college football playoff, and then of course. Oh, we'll also preview Alabama LSU, a game next week that's going to be incredible. And then, Alex, we close the show with Brendan Vogt talking a little NBA basketball. Nuggets, Nuggets win yep. over Orlando 91-87 they yesterday. They should have. Well, hey, nothing's given. It was a road hey, game. Hey, when they were in New Orleans this past week, it looked like uh, they had too many po'boys, right? They, well, let they me tell you something. They, there, they did right? not look in good condition. And I really don't think that the Joker is playing his best basketball yet, nor the Nuggets. But, hey, they're 4-2. and two. They're right there. They're, let's not panic. Lots of basketball still to be played. Jacob, you'll be out on the scoreboard. We'll get you up to date on what's happening around the NFL. We've already had an early game, and we'll get you an update on that. And Todd Romero, when you return to the final word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez, special guest co-host, attorney at law, Ted Shee, when you return to us. Make sure you stay tuned. Dragon, I'm too high. 11, Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez back at the final word. 1340 and 104.7 FM, com. We will get to Todd Romero at one moment. But I have to tell you about the Weatherman Agency. Chris and Brian Weatherman have been serving Colorado customers for over 35 years. Headquarters is located at 9168 West Jewel Avenue in Lakewood, Colorado. And, of course, Brian Weatherman, our good friend, uh, he's at 5935 South Zang Street. And his phone number Alex, if uh, you want to tell everyone how to get a hold of the weather. Joe, the Allstate Weatherman Insurance Agency, our title sponsor. Joey, add some energy to that. These are the guys that why we are on the air, Joey. Brian and Chris Weatherman from Allstate Insurance. Headquarters, like you mentioned, Joey, 9168 West Jewel Avenue, Suite 1, 
Lakewood, Colorado, 80232. Give these guys a call today at 303-971-0555. That's Brian Weatherman, his own office, now in his sixth year at 5935 South Zang Street, Suite 270, Denver, Colorado. Uh, for all your home, auto, and life policies, build your, uh, you know, you can get those bundled packages when you want to do a, an investment. You want to you, uh Want to bundle your home, your uh, your auto, everything, Joey. The, the Weatherman Agency has been protecting my family for over 35 years and a lot of time all over the Colorado uh, scene here. That's Chris and Brian Weatherman and Allstate Insurance, the title sponsors of the final word. That's a read, Joey. Hey, amazing. You're making it sound like you're reading an obituary amazing, there, man. man. I'll tell you what, man. Alex, I think maybe you should go in and do some read schools, man. I think, Alex, do you agree? You should maybe do professional reads. Yeah, I mean, he's, I he's really he's a good at it. Over talent waiting to happen. Hey, a guy who I always enjoy having on the program is Todd Romero from Altitude Sports and Entertainment. You can catch him four, five, six nights now. Back on TV again. Good morning to you, Todd. And of course, Altitude reaches a deal with Direct TV. So congratulations to you guys. Hopefully, the other two dominoes will fall soon. The Nuggets with a big win yesterday, 91 87 Orlando. But some rotation issues for Mike Malone. Your thoughts on the Nuggets' big win? Well, first of all, any win on the road is a good win, no matter what it is. Um, I thought they had such a poor performance in New Orleans that I expect the team to come out better. But when you see 40 points in the first half and 32% shooting, you start scratching your head. To me, I don't believe the Nuggets have played well yet this year. Even the win in Portland, they did not play well. Um, They're 4-2. And when you're a team that hasn't played well and you're four and two, it's pretty good. I mean that bodes well. There, there is rotation issues because right now ten players are playing, and you just can't, you can't function long term. Last year the Nuggets had several injuries, and people were pressed, and players were pressed into duty, and they thrived in that role because those players stepped up and filled the void. And there were players that got on the court that weren't looking over their shoulders. In other words, they knew they were going to get those minutes, and they counted on those minutes. And right now, Michael Malone's got a fine line. He's got to find who the guy is that's hot, stick with the hot hand. If that's not working, make a move and get somebody else in. And when guys are used to their minutes, they can't shoot themselves out of a slump as much. Gary Harris hasn't shot the rock well. So part of the problems for the Nuggets has been getting that rotation down. And it takes a while sometimes to get the rotation down. But, you know, Michael Malone said something yesterday. He says, listen, any any – NBA games are tough to win, and you look around now. I mean, every game, every team in the West, you know, we talked about the Lakers. We talked about Portland. We talked about the additions that Utah has. But you look at Dallas, man. Dallas is a very good basketball team. Beat the Nuggets, took the Lakers to overtime. Um, every single night out is going to be a work. and is, is going to be – Denver can be very well better than last year and have four less wins. It's just the way that the West is. They're so stacked on any given night. The advantage for Denver is a lot of teams don't play well, and you've got to really protect home court. You let one slip away to Dallas. You've got to protect home court, play 500 ball on the road. But you're right, the rotation issues, you know, they're, they're first-world problems, Joe, Alec. They're first-world problems. You've got to see what you have and get that rotation down. Somebody's going to be disappointed, but these problems, to me, over time, take care of themselves. Somebody will have a little hamstring. Somebody will get a bump and a bruise, and the problem eventually will take care of itself. I don't know that any team can go the whole slate of games being completely healthy. It just doesn't. It's too rigorous in the NBA. And remember, we're just through six games right now, so no warning flag. I don't think the team has played near to their potential yet, but they're four and two. Now you're right. Good morning, Todd. You listen to Todd Romero from Altitude Sports and Entertainment. You can follow him at Todd Romero TV on Twitter. 
First of all, I want to just say, and from all of us here at My Life Sports, I know our boss, Nate Lundy, also has a show on Altitude for his fantasy with Brad Evans uh, weekly. I want to say congratulations for getting this deal done. Uh, Matt Hutchings really stepped up, made the first deal done, the first domino, as Joey mentioned, uh, that, that came down. And now hopefully we can get a dish and Comcast to join the party, Toddy. But when that came, the news came out, I immediately thought of you because you're such a you're such a pro, man. You've been doing this for such a long time, and people need to watch the the, the money maker, bro. So when that came down, man, with you and Melinda, like, hey, babe, here we go. It, it's starting to happen, right? Well, actually, what's funny is uh, we were trick or treating, and I was trick or treat with my daughter, and a couple of the group had straggled off, and they took a path through a park by our house to go home. And they wanted to quit. I'm like, no, you can't. You can't trick or treat on your way home and not go past houses. I mean, I had my daughter trained where you don't go back to the sidewalk and then whack back up. You've got to minimize your steps. You go right from that door to the next door, and I'm in search of heat bars, man. <laughs> so, you know, you, you can't go back to the sidewalk. You've got to cut your distance to the next house. You've got to go right through the snow, <laughs> through the yard, so you can get as much candy as humanly possible. So I was trick-or-treating when the breaking news came over from the Denver Post, and I was able to tweet it out as soon as I saw it. But uh, it's, a, it's a huge step in the right direction, and uh, we did dominate with the candy gathering. Well, then Joey's got to step up his game because I talked to him on Halloween night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I said, Joey, what's going on? It's like, I got Dion, my family, my wife, and the kids. I'm like, well, are you guys walking? You're like, no. We're just going cart. You were just like, it was like a golf cart. You should just get a golf cart, Joey, in the Wheatridge neighborhood. That's that's a major foul, hey, Toddy, right? I drive him, man. Yeah, man I drove on, him. They walked a few houses. I picked him up, drove them. Dude, that's co- why I look like I look and Rico looks like he looks. <laughs> I guess it's true, man. Hey, but you know, as I was eating on an apple fritter earlier, I, I still look pretty svelte, man, in my no, in just, my clothing. I'm just busting on you, Joey. No, no problem. Hey, let's talk about a team we've all could bust on, and that's the Denver Broncos. And to say that this is another disappointing year at two and six is an understatement. You know, where is the disarray? I mean, you're starting a, a quarterback in Brandon Allen, and let's hope he plays well, but look at the history of guys like this, not probably expected to go well. Then you've got a guy in Drew Locke who you moved up. You could get, you could add Devin uh help me out, Bush. Devin Bush. Yep. Uh the deep probable defensive rookie of the year. A guy who Baby might be Lewis the Pro uh, you know, he was right there at 10. You move back to get a guy who has alligator arms when he's about to get hit. And, you know, I mean, the bottom line is John Elway has got to be under siege. What kind of second half performance do you think that, uh, I mean, that John Elway needs in order to salvage credibility for him keeping his job? Because the performance of the last three years would have anybody fired at this point with this kind of record, period. 
Well, first of all, I mean, the, prob- the problem start at the top, guys. They get to give the ownership issue settled. And I-, I think what this will do with the NFL, this won't happen again with the NFL because it's just too difficult. You're- you've got two guys that are running this football team and-, and Elway on the operations side. And, you know, you can't have, you can't have two people running – running a franchise you have to have a decision maker they don't have one decision maker and it's 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 starting to become a problem you've had three bad it three bad drafts in 15 16 17 you have two people running the football team and either the team needs to be sold or the bull and the family and the trust needs to figure out who is going to lead this team because it starts at the top somebody has to have the ultimate decision because the bottom line guys when you don't have a leader there's somebody that's pointed to to get things done then People can kind of go in their own avenues, their own ways, their own their their own path, and you you got to be united in that path. And the only way you have that is by having a single leader that dictates what what is going on and what the problem is. Until that happens, it's kind of a free for all. You, you've got to get different opinions, and, and no, nobody's opinion is going to be the same. I can guarantee you that. You can talk to two different sportscasters; they're going to look at a game two different ways, and. That's the start of the problem. You know, the one quarterback you didn't mention, Joe, is the guy that I, I liked during camp, and I watched him all four years of his collegiate career. And I don't never wish an injury on anybody. Oh, Brandon Allen comes and plays well. I want to see Rippin play. Right. I mentioned I that earlier. I want to see Rippin play. Yeah, you know, he's got his bloodlines. His well, uncle was great. Yeah. Dude, yeah. the guy, all he did at Boise was win. Yeah, all right. he did at Boise was win. You're right, Todd. I'm going to play some sound here from Mark Schlereth this past week that uh, – he came out kind of, you know, people were like, well, well, he's, he's not, you know, Elway's friend. Yeah, they're great friends, but he's also a professional and he's a professional journalist that has to have his take on things. It's an organization. Well, let me just say that the shake the trees comment was him being snarky to the local media. I live in Denver and he's like, you think it's easy? Let me go shake a tree and see if a quarterback falls out. So that's him saying, listen, there's not like there's a lot to choose from people, okay? So I, there's not a lot of opportunity out there to just go find yourself a quarterback. Now he has made a mistake, Paxton Lynch, no question. I think John's biggest issue is his competitiveness. There you go, Todd. Is that well, is that, is that all, spot on? Dude, you, you, Mark Slareth, I agree with 95% of what that guy says. He's dialed in, love his commentary. And this is a guy that would pass a kidney stone on a Monday and play on Sunday. He would have orthoscopic surgery on Tuesday and play on Sunday. I mean, this guy had 17 or 18 surgeries in his career. He knew what it took to win. He's a three-time champion. You know, this guy knows what the game of football is all about. And, you know, when you play the position as well as John did, you're hoping you can't and I've talked to Roddy Billups about this, the DU head basketball coach, who was a great collegiate player. You can't take your heart out of your chest and put it into another player's. They can have all the physical tools. They can have the mental faculties about them. Some players are cerebral, like Peyton Manning. John Elway, although cerebral, had such athletic talent, but he maximized everything that he had. You have to have one or the other in spades. And if you don't have the other, you've got to be so good at the one part of your game that you're able to dissect defenses. Peyton Manning won that Super Bowl because he knew what the defenses they were in. They audible to get C.J. Anderson 80, 90 yards in that game. He called the right calls at the right time. This team needs to keep drafting quarterbacks until they find that guy. I don't care if they spend seven draft choices on seven quarterbacks next year. You better find a quarterback. People are saying that, and listen, Drew Locke hasn't been on the field, but when you take a guy – that's still not ready. You look at the Arizona Cardinals and their pick. You know, and you've got to get past the fact that not everybody's going to be 6'3 and 6'4, 220 pounds. The NFL is moving in a direction where they're protecting quarterbacks now. 
How many times do we have to watch Russell Wilson destroy people? You got to take a chance on a guy that's six foot that can move around. You have to be able to move anymore. The stagnant statue quarterback is a thing of the past. The game has changed. The quarterback doesn't take near as much punishment as they used to take. Elway could take punishment and dish punishment out. The hits that he took no longer happen. You've got to evolve as a franchise and look at guys that have that extra gear that are fast that can get away. When have we seen a Denver quarterback in the last six years? spin away from a tackle, be able to go outside the tackles and throw to the sidelines, or be able to tuck it up and get six yards and run out of bounds. You've got to look at every option. You cannot get locked into the prototype 6'4 quarterback with a big arm. Thought it was going to work with Flacco, and you've seen how that's worked. So, listen, finding a quarterback is not easy. I went back a couple years ago, and I looked since the 2000 draft, and I think I added up through two years ago, 54 quarterbacks drafted in the first round. And varying degrees of success, I counted a successful quarterback if they were 500 or above. I think I came up with, out of those 53 quarterbacks, I think there were 12, if my numbers were right, that had that I would be a, a, an above-average quarterback in the NFL. That's, that's not even 30%. And it's a tough place, a tough position to find. And you've got to find the guys that can execute. And you've got to quit looking at the prototype quarterbacks, man. Come on. Well, I agree with everything you said, and, and Alex and I are always so happy to talk sports with you. Real quick as we're heading out, uh, it, uh, I guess I usually used to say, hey, you have 500 bucks, or Alex says 1000 This game, you have 20 bucks because nobody cares what happens, really. What do you Joey, see I, happening I, I, with this $20 I'm, I'm bet? Going to, I'm going to Krispy Kreme getting two dozen donuts, bro. All right, I'm, man. That's what I'm doing. But I... Listen, I don't know what's going to happen with the Broncos. Your guess is as good as mine today. I'll be watching to see what the new quarterback does. I do want to touch on Colorado State because you and yep. I talked off the air about yep. it. Listen, the Rams have won three straight. Great. Okay, they're 3-2 and two in the Mountain West, blah, blah, blah. Listen, the, the th- three teams they just got done beating, the best of the bunch was Fresno State, who's 4-4. Four and four. New Mexico and UNLV are in the CBS Sportsnet bottom 25 at number 11 and number 17. Listen, I'm not going to give the Rams credit for beating the 11th and the 17th worst teams in the country. I mean, their combined records of those three teams they've won are 8 and 18. And the the teams are coming up to play, Air Force, Wyoming, and Boise are a combined 20 and 4, 6 and 2, 7 and 1 and 7 and 2. I think the Rams lose all three games and finish 4 and 8. And if they win one of these games, I'll walk from my house to your studio. How All right, there that? you go. I think it'll be That's next not week. That far. I think well, they're yeah, going to beat Air far. Force. I think they have a chance to beat Air Force. Yeah, Joey, whatever you're smoking, and take the socks out. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, I, I don't know, man. Go Coach Bobo, and hey, thanks, buddy. Hey, we listen, will talk to you today. If he can get to 6-6, six and six, he saves his job. <laughs> hey, I well, he might. I mean, he's got to beat Wyoming, and he's got to beat uh, the uh, game this week at Air Force because he's probably not going to win at Boise State. So, you know, hey, anything could happen. It's college football. I will say this. Joey, you're a half-class full guy. Way hey, to go. I will say this. He's been a very maligned guy over the past few you weeks. Think? You know, and, he, and for him to, to still coach his football team to three consecutive victories regardless of competition, one over a pretty good Fresno State team, I think they have to be commended. As bad as they were going, I thought they could possibly lose one or two of these games. I look for, hey, and if they get beat by 30 at Air Force, 
Well, then, you know, obviously he's right back to where he started. But for Dude, he's... Valor Christian might be able to beat New Mexico. Ooh. All right. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's a tough one, man. All right, Toddy. So oh, no man. credibility from the Todd father. For you, for forget, you can forget Rams. about Todd Romero Boulevard over in Fort hey, Collins for a while. I don't know. The statue might be put on hold. We will no, talk to you. There's a lot of bird droppings on it right now. We will talk to you next week, Toddy. The yeah, one bro. and only Todd Romero. Great to have him back on television. Make sure and follow him and all your Altitude friends on DirecTV, and, you know, hope to help this guy has a job for many, many years. Love him. Very talented guy. Great guy, Joe. Hey, when we get back, Alex Ramirez, he is still in a playoff spot, even after his loss to the Denver Superstars. The, Jay, uh, Jake, you're right now, where are you at? I'm in playoffs with both my league, 7-1 and one and 6-2. and two. I'm 5-3 and three and 5-3. and three. I'm hanging by a thread. I'm in the playoffs by both leagues. Got to get and to right six, now, wins. six wins. I'm, up to, I'm off to a big lead. Houston has taken care of Jacksonville in the early game in London. We'll talk more about that. And who is going to lead you to victory? We've got your nine studs coming up next. The Los Dos Patrios Fantasy Football Hour or Half Hour comes up next right now with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez on 1340 AM, 104.7 FM. Presented to you by Chris Weatherman and Brian Weatherman from Allstate Insurance. Mile High Sports! Gotta have it when it's all on the line. We're your go-to guys. It's time for Fantasy Football Now. Sponsored by Los Dos Patrios, Colorado's finest Mexican restaurant. Mention the final word and receive 15% off your next visit at any of their four locations. 1142, Joe Rico, Alex Ramirez back. Should be 1042. Trick me, the clock has fallen back. Anyway, let's get to the Los Dos Patrios fantasy football segment sponsored by Los Dos Patrios Mexican restaurant four locations to serve you your first location 8251 South Holly Street in Centennial Littleton 10065 West San Juan Way where the Sunday brunch is happening today from 9 till 3 p.m. Joey you got it third location Highlands Ranch where we did our live remote at 35 Springer Drive and we have another one coming up here in a couple weeks as well we are psyched about that and, of course, our favorite location, Ib Parker, at 19340 Cottonwood Drive. And why, Alex, is that our favorite location? It's the Mexican City, the first one here in the Mile High City, Joey. They got seven beers on tap right now. They have an APA, the Los Dos IPA, Mexican Lager. They have a Vienna Lager, the Mango Blondie, which yes, is on Nitro. Woo, that thing my is favorite. on fire. The Octubre. Fest Lager. And number seven, Joey, the Space Invaders Pumpkin Ale with oh, a collaboration with Downhill Brewing. You that is on fire. They got seven beers and all have those beers. All? How many have you had? Uh, I've had three. I've had two. Three of their beers. Two. And I've, had two. I've had two. I've had two. Jacob, you got to go down and knock some beers I love back it. There. I love it. It's, it's Los Dos Patrios, Joey. Alex, the, what happens when you mention the final you word, You get 15% off your meal that does not include any of the alcohol sales or the Sunday brunch that is happening today. Jacob, hey, let's get started. Football. Let's go, baby. Jacob right, first off, I'm going to take a running back in this game here today in Denver, but it's not Philip Lindsay and it's not Royce Freeman. I'm taking Nick Chubb. Absolutely. Yeah. Possibly the best back in the AFC right now. Morning. Yo. I mean, who, who's to contend with him right now? Had some problems last week. Uh, other than last week, he's looked good all season long, so I'm going to take Nick Chubb to bounce back from last Player week. Player number two, baby. Player number two, I'm going Mike Evans going against Seattle. I know it's on the road, but Mike Evans tears it up. He's Jameis Winston's number period. one receiver. No matter where he goes, he's going to dominate. And lastly, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. I, I think there's going to be a shootout in Minnesota. You got it. Alex Ramirez. Joey, you got to go with my backup. My backup of my MVP, which is Russell Wilson. 
going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this afternoon. Kickoff 205 at home. It's going to be a great game. I think Russell Wilson and his wife, Sierra, is going to be right there with him, ready to make that noise and make his MVP push candidacy, Joey. And Delvin Cook the other night, uh, on Sunday uh, this morning, he's playing right now. He's at the Kansas City Chiefs. Delvin, Delvin Cook, Joey, right now, he's the guy. And I keep mentioning it over and over and over. NFC Player of the Month, he's going to be it. He has an opportunity to really make a headway uh, this season. He's going to be my fantasy running back today for those guys. Number three guy, Odell Beckham. I don't know. They're going to have him against uh, Chris Harris Jr., but OJB, man. The guy's good, and uh, he's going to be on a national platform. The, the, the Browns are, are hurting, right, and, five, and they, need they need him. Need they need him to come through. To Those are my Los Dos guys. All right, man, and so I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. I think I see a big game out there. It should be a home game for the Packers, even though it's in L.A. He's my number one choice. Then I've got Devontae Adams. He's going to be welcomed back. I think he's going to be on the target for two or three touchdowns. And then finally, uh, my man, I think the, the guy that I would be very, very surprised if he didn't have a huge game, and that is Dak Prescott going against the Giants on Monday Night Football. I think this is his season. The Cowboys, if they lose this game. You should game, have signed a contract before hey, <laughs> all absolutely, this crap man. That's it. When we get back, Dr. Stano, the Avs are on a downhill slide. Stano's got your remedy of how to fix their season. When you return to the final word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez on 1340 AM. 1047 Presented FM. to you by Danny, Luis, Jose Luis Ramirez. Los Dos Patrios! Somos Los Dos! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this brings back happy times. Back Quiet. when your Denver Quiet. Broncos were big time winners in this town, winning Super Bowls with number 18. Remember how fired up we used to get? I, I mean, it'd be song, crazy, Joey. man. I'd run through a wall, man. Oh, yeah, this guy. You remember this guy when you were here when the Broncos used to win? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you remember. Song, How long have you been in Colorado? My whole life. You <laughs> yeah. You were here when the Broncos used to win. 20 plus You were here years. when they were relevant, right? You were on the air with me, right? This was a song? Right? This was one of our was this songs. one of the songs? This, dude, I saw the big left tackle jump up and pound his chest. and When we won the Super yeah. Bowl, Joey, that yeah. was one of the best experiences in broadcasting. We were broadcasting the pregame. Remember that? Was, well, even uh, the Super Bowl that we lost, well, that was our first time being the right. NFL pregame show before the Super Bowl, right. and that springboard us. We took that, and then they offered us, based on how well we did that pregame show, they're like, why don't you just be the pregame all the time? And we were like, that was yes, that, it, it was so much easier to do the oh, pregame the post-game, than postgame. Oh, my goodness. Postgame. The first year of the final word, I'm telling you, we it was crazy, man. And a guy who's been around since that very first year. and he Since come the on day late one night, meeting, Joey, when you put us all together. Yeah, yeah, he was there at the Starbucks that started it all. And that's Dr. Stano, our one and only NHL analyst. And, you know, as always, Dr. Stano, first of all, thanks for making time with this. It has been a, a privilege and an honor to have you as our NHL guy. Still out on the ice at the ripe young age of, uh, what are you, Stano, 45, something like that, somewhere around yeah, there. Close, anyway, close to 45. Right, right. Well, I mean, Stano, for those of you who have seen him, he's a spelt, you know, dashing, young look, younger-looking man, but he hides his age Have you age met well. Dr. Stano, uh, Ted? Yeah, Ted, you met Dr. Stano? I have not, but I'm well, very jealous. You, know, yeah, you were w- out at yeah, the he, Final Word Appreciation yes. Night, though. Yeah, Dr. Stano was out yeah, there with his was. lovely wife, Deanna, but you guys must and then not have ran the, uh, obviously didn't make the introduction. No, it's what my you, mistake, you, man. Yes. He's, uh, he's kind of like that. He's kind of like well, that. Well, Dr. Stano, man, I've got to tell you, the Colorado Avalanche have been you know, struck down by some pretty serious injuries. 
Miko Rantanen goes on the shelf, and now Gabe Landeskog on the shelf. That's, you know, two-thirds of, at, at one time, probably the, the oddest line in hockey over the last 13 months. Your thoughts on the Avs now kind of dropping back. They're tied for whatever you want to call it, third to seventh, depending. But in their own division, they are third, which would put them as the sixth seed in the NHL playoffs if they started now. But the playoffs are a long way away. What do you see the Avalanche doing how do they hang on while these guys recuperate? Because this is a big loss to the team. And good morning to you. Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. You're right. It is a huge loss. It is two huge losses. And the Avs are just going to have to go with a next guy up mentality. I mean, this is professional sports. They're going to have to suck it up. You're going to have to get some contributions from some guys that aren't ordinarily counted on to be the go-to guys and being on that top line. And you know what? You're going to have to get some uh, – Get some production from your defense. Guys uh, Guys on the defense are going to have to step up, too. You're going to need some scoring. Last night, the Az were shut out on the power play, and that's the best place to start. If you're going to start scoring and you're going to start uh, packing some points on the board, you're going to have to score on the power play, and it's going to take a concerted team effort to get that going. You're not going to be able to rely on on uh, one guy, and, and they're gonna, all the teams are going to be throwing out their best lines against McKinnon. So... They're going to do their best to neutralize him, so everybody else is going to have to step it up a little bit. And, you know, wouldn't probably wouldn't hurt to get a hot goaltender at this time of the year either. You're right, and good morning, Dr. Stano. Uh, I think we got some uh, live sound here real quick. Hold on. There you go. Pre-game, baby, pre-game. Here we go. Last Woo. night, Darcy Kemper stopped 33 <laughs> shots in the first shout-out of the season. I mean – uh, the Coyotes beat the Avs three nothing. We talked about this depth earlier about you know well you know maybe yeah two guys two huge key guys our captain Gabriel Landeskog goes out. Nico signs a big deal and now he's out. It's an underdetermined time right now, Joey. What, what's going yeah, it's on? Like, well, it, it's week to week. Which it's week to week. Well, it's we don't lower know. extremity right. injuries, whatever you want to call it. Right. It, but you know, know what? If we're that deep. How do you get shut out last night after you've lost three games in a row when time, you know, last night Bednar was like, man, he was hot. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's going to take a while to figure out some lineups and some some, some shifts to to kind of fill the void. Uh, you know, the answers aren't apparent right now. So they're going to have, you know, Bednar's going to have to come up with some good lines and, and shake things up a little bit. And as I said, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to rely on some defensive scoring too. Get some shots from the blue line and kind of change the way that you play. You're going to have to go with a more of a defensive style. So until until our stars get back, uh, which you know who knows how long it'd take. I mean, I'm not I'm not a big fan of this uh, NHL secrecy of a uh, you know lower body injury. You know, I mean, come on, tell us it's a knee. Tell us you know tell us some sort of realistic timetable. But it just goes to show NFL has a lot of gambling. NFL is, is supported by gambling, and it's it's important for gamblers to know about know about who's playing, who's not playing. But in the NHL, it's harder to gamble, so you know the rules aren't in place to make it more explicit. Um, you know, it basically sounds like uh, uh, you know I don't know. I was talking to some of your old girlfriends back in the day, guys, and they said that you had some uh, lower lower body inadequacies. That's Joe. That's not me. <laughs> yeah, I've so, never I, had. I'm pretty mine, sure I'm talking about my foot. Mine is upper extremity. Yeah, my, my foot <laughs> definitely is, is definitely a problem. I think that now my mid-level extremities are fine, but, you know, the lower level ones, yeah, they could be injured. They could be described as damaged. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit too ambiguous, but, you know, it, it is what it is, and that's why it's such a long season. The abs are going to have to overcome it. And if you think you're going to go into any season in any sport, 
and not have this sort of adversity you're, you're, you're dreaming. Uh, it does happen in sports, but not often. And uh, when it does, you know, you're often exposed for having a favorable schedule or, you know, being lucky with injuries. The Avs are going to have to overcome it. And they have the, they have the time, they have the talent, and they have the goaltending to do it. Well, Stano, this will be the last one for us, Alex. I, you know, here's my thing. It's so early in the season. People start freaking out. Yes, we, we were not able to watch. I think that whole TV thing really alleviates, and now we get to see who these, these players are, Joey, because before that, I mean, I know it's only direct TV right now, but uh, it's, it's nice to see that the television part of it's back, Dr. Stano, because that's huge importance right. that a team has that, uh, you know, the, the, the fans can see a team that could potentially go to the to the finals this year. So it's too early to go into knick-knack and stuff like that. Uh, the, the abs are deep, and it's going to be a great season. It's just early. Uh, your overall thoughts, though, of Bednar right now, if you have to make a quick decision on to turn this four-game losing streak around, what do you plug in? What do you push? What, what's, the, what's the message to the team, doctor? Message to the team is don't give up. Don't splinter. Don't, uh, you know, chin up, stick on the ice. That's what you got to go with. And if it means changing the system a little bit and uh, going into a little bit of more of a neutral zone trap sort of sort of play, you know, that's what you got to do. Abs have to go 500 with their stars out. If they go 500, they can find a way to you know win a couple of these games. They're coming up at home against some pretty tough teams. You know they're going to be fine. I don't believe that uh, uh, that the injuries are you know that 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 bad. However, I did I did see a picture of uh, Landeskog. Landeskog just had a kid this week, and he had on a. Uh, Sort of like a cast. It wasn't really a walking boot. It was on his leg, so it 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 didn't look didn't look pleasant. But you know, if they can go 500 while their stars are out, you know, they have plenty of time to make it up. And uh, you know, it's a competitive division, so nobody's going to be running away with this division either. Well, as we close out, I'll remember the St. Louis Blues on January 12th of last year were the worst team in hockey, and the Abs were on a, I believe they what do we have 20 games in a row where they didn't score, but they they won three games. So these stretches come and go, right? But, you know, let's hope they get hot again. We've got such a packed lineup, Stano, that today we wanted to give you a little bit of a break. Now, I want to ask, since we didn't have you on as long, does that mean we owe you any less Molson, or are we still at the four truckloads? Four truckloads is good. Send me your Venmo Yeah, send us the Venmo. Send us the Venmo. send it to me. Text me after We're the show. Venmoing you the four cases of Molson. Gridiron's League. Joey, you got it, buddy. I'm in it. I'm hey, in man. It. I'm right in it on, still. Matt. Hey, Stano, thank you so much. That is the one and only Dr. Stano, the best NHL analyst in the business. He's been the guy lives on the ice, igloo in his backyard, Chicago born, Denver raised. Dr. Stano, and of course, the all pros just keep coming to the lineup. Coming up next, a man that everybody will enjoy hearing from, and that's Tony Zarella. He'll join the program next when you return to the final word with Joe Rico and Alex Ramirez on 1340 AM, 1047 FM. Mile High Sports. There, 